Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is a podcast from Minute Media. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my God. You've got all your Charger gear on because you're feeling fresh as hell. Well, you guys better enjoy it. The fans loved it. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Do this is together. Players, coaches, staff, fans, together, we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. <laughs> Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Will Dog, yet again, sitting with my buddy, Kyle, the Coach Duggan. Is Kevin still on the show? I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Uh, Kevin had some stuff come up, so he couldn't join us this Thursday, but hopefully feels we like, get him back Tuesday. <laughs> feels like one of those relationships where you're just like, you're so invested and want it to work out so good. You're just like choosing not to see all the obvious signs. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, he's I, just moved on. I'll, I'll do you one better. This feels like... Uh, when when there's an injured charger like Austin Eckler, and like yeah. we're like, okay, he should be coming back week two. Come on, week two, baby, week two. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. like, oh shit, he's not here there again. Goes Damn. Week two, yeah. Um. So we, we believe me, folks. We we want. <laughs> he's questionable. <laughs> he is doubtful. Questionable. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe doubtful. <laughs> he might but be not downgraded out. to doubtful, but he's not out. He will definitely be back. Um. All right. Well, we're still looking over at OTAs and what the players are saying. Um, we've also got uh, some different sports lineups that are something outside of football. Come on, say what? <laughs> and uh, and then we've always got a Craig experience lined up. So let's start it off here, folks, with the week three OTA quotes. Let's start it off with our old friend Donald Parham Jr. Tight end on the Aww. team camaraderie. Donald Parham said Staley has done a very good job in terms of getting us to be a team. He's very prominent about being a team and being a family because these are your brothers that you're going into battle with every Sunday. 
That's the big thing that I've gotten from him. That's very special to me because family is everything to me. That's where I wanted to be. Extended family is always love. I like that about Staley and what he's trying to do here. So yeah. it, it, it rings a little bit more special because it's coming from Donald because right. of that injury last year. That was such a, a heinous injury. And mm-hmm. um, if, for those of you that don't know, I'm sure you all do, but if you didn't, um, I think it was it was later in the season, like week yeah, it fourteen was that Kansas or City 15, game. something like yeah. that. Yeah, and dude just got hit just, just right, and, yeah. it, and it and it knocked him out cold. He was froze up. It was just it was a bad scene. And when I remember, there was another quote that that came from him about you know what made him decide to come back, and he was like, he just he loves doing this so much. He loves playing football. And loves this team, obviously, and what Staley's been been preaching about the the family side of things. Yeah, when things are hunky dory, you don't know if you really have brothers or that that this like culture is coming around. Mm-hmm. But he went through it, you know, like he went through it. Should I play again? Am I going to like fully recover from this? Right? Do I really um, want being, this? Right? And then he's still out here making these quotes about brotherhood. So they clearly showed up for him and yeah. he feels comfortable and safe being back there on the guys. So um, I think, yeah, like you said, it speaks a lot even more about the culture shift coming from a guy that's been through something really hard. Right. Yeah. He could have easily been like, I, th- that was too scary. Not again. Sorry guys. Right. I love you, but I'm out. But yeah. Uh, but no, he he's back. He's playing and, and we'd love to see it. We'd love to have him here. Um, hopefully he just has another awesome season. I mean, this guy's so tall. He can always, he always finds a way to get open in his strides. Yeah. He's got such big strides. Like he has to only like take five steps and he's like 20 yards deep already. Like yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, all right. Well, let's look on the defensive side over at OTA's outside linebacker, Kyle Van Noy. Hey, we know that guy. Hey. Uh, on capitalizing on defensive talent said talent can start you, but it's not going to get you anywhere if you can't put it together. Uh, the more we get together, the more we continue to work together and work and work and work some more. I think we'll be all right. It doesn't matter how much talent you have. At the end of the day, you have to put it together. You have to have the right pieces. We're going to try to do our best. Yeah, it's good. It's like, and he said at the end, you have to have the right pieces. It's not just the most talented pieces. Mm-hmm. Like we saw last year, there was talented guys on our team, but they just weren't the right pieces for what we were trying to accomplish. Yeah. It, it, you know, it, it it is interesting how we can look at players and go like, oh man, the dude's a stud. But if you just if you're not utilizing him correctly, or if he's not being used in the way that fits the scheme, and it, it's almost a moot point. Like he's just right. another body out there. Like he's talented, but isn't quite hitting the same stride. And I don't know if that was part of like some of the reason that like Kenneth Murray kind of took a dip last year. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but. Good to hear that from from Kyle Van Noy and feel like uh, good to see that these guys are obviously putting in the work. Um, just yeah. about everybody is at OTAs right now. I think, right. honestly, the only one that's probably not there is probably Austin Eckler, right? Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, off the top of my head, that's the only big name that I can think of that I right. haven't heard of being everybody at OTAs else so far. Everybody else should be in in attendance and and working it out. So um, yeah, and it's 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 crazy because like a guy coming from like Kyle, he played on the Patriots, mm-hmm. right? Patriots are not always the best, just most athletic roster on the field. Mm-hmm. Even when Tom Brady goes down and they're playing with backups back in the day, they're still winning games. 
Right. So it's like, it, it does, talent's great. And he, like you said, that's the starting spot, but you have to work so hard to get there. And he knows what that work looks like. And um, they, in that same interview, they asked him like, hey, they talked about wanting to bring in Super Bowl champions, people that have won. Um, when do you make that known? Like, when do you make your presence known and be like, hey guys, this is not what Super Bowl winning teams do. He's like, there's a time and a place. Right now I'm just out there trying to work. I did to prove, prove who I am before I can do those things. Um, and that's really what it looks like. It's like, Hey, let's all show up at OTAs. Mm. That's, that's how you put in the work. So that's cool. Yeah. That, that's awesome to hear. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, finally we'll wrap up the OTAs with a name that I almost forget is a part of this team. Because I know, right? He's the, hardly ever the poor mentioned. guy just doesn't get any credit because <laughs> of Coach Staley. whatsoever. Um, uh, defensive coordinator, Ronaldo Hill. I mean, it is funny to think about because, like, when we think about the defense, it's like, oh, it's Staley's defense. He's calling the yeah. shots. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, there's actually a defensive coordinator, yeah. Ronaldo Hill. Um, but he was talking about on the defensive additions, and he said, we knew going into the offseason that we'd be kind of attacking the defensive side of the ball. We wanted to change some of the personnel to fit the scheme. The guys that we targeted, we got those guys. We got some guys up front that know how to play in our scheme, have the build and the size. We're really happy with the guys that we got there. Then you got a premium corner on the outside to help us as well, and not to mention the edge rusher. And then you got a uh, you got a jack of all trades in outside linebacker Kyle Van Noy, who can do multiple jobs. It definitely helps us. It definitely keeps us multiple. That's an interesting phrase. Uh, we always talk about being a multiple team, so we have a lot of work with, have a lot to work with right now. Excuse me. So multiple, I guess that's just another word for versatile. Yeah, like being having guys playing in multiple spots, and mm. you have the same guys on the field, but it looks really different. Like same personnel, but you can guys can play different spots. So staying multiple in what you're showing another team, and yeah, I mean that's. I don't know how many times we can say this. I'm really ready for more information to come out about the Chargers so we can right. talk about something different. But yeah, I mean, this offseason has been incredible. It's been, I, I, I'm excited to see if these really are the right pieces, mm-hmm. not just talented pieces and how, how they fit in. When I, this thought just came to my head and I just thought I'd ask you the question. You might not yeah. have an answer for this. Um, can you think of another team that has disguised coverages like we're expecting to see from the chargers or at least to the level that we're expecting to see from the chargers. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, obviously there's going to be teams that do it. Mm-hmm. Um, every team to tries to disguise. It just depends on your personnel. Do you have a, you don't want to disguise to the point where it puts you in jeopardy, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's only a certain risk factor that will actually give you some kind of a return. Um, so if you don't have a Derwin James that can be lead at multiple spots, you don't really want to disguise too much. Or you're going to put him in a bad spot and you know, he's going to be in a bad spot. Mm. So that's why a lot of the Gus Bradley type defenses is, Hey, I don't, maybe I don't have the guys to be able to be multiple, but I have guys that are good at what they do. So let's just line up and let's go play football. Um, cause it, it does take one. You have to learn multiple positions to be able to be multiple. And then two, you got to be able to have guys that are good enough to do it or else you're putting yourself at a big disadvantage in the hope of just trying to confuse the other team. When you play the Aaron Rodgers and the Tom Brady's and the Patrick, like these elite quarterbacks, you're not going to catch them all the time. They're going to catch you too. So if you try to, if you try to be too multiple disguised way too much 
too often, you're going to get caught because you're going to be out of place. So um, there's a time and a place for it. It definitely doesn't happen on every play. Uh, it's almost like a blitz. Like you got to call it at the right time mm. and hope you don't get caught. Okay. Got it. Good to know. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, looking at another sport, one that we really weren't expecting to talk about, probably ever we, on this podcast. We've talked about it a, I think we've we? talked about it a couple times because of because of our quarterback and what he does in the I guess season. that's true. We did talk about his hole in one. one, yeah. Yeah. Um well, there was a Chargers Invitational Golf Tournament and just about everyone uh of note was in attendance. I see Herbert, I see Fahoko, Keenan Allen, Drew Tranquil. I'm guessing that's Gabe Neighbors there. Yep. Uh, we got LT. Is that Sproles there next to LT? Sprolesy. Yep. Sprolesy. And we got Staley talking to Fouts. And uh, it just it seemed like a, a very veritable who's who of Chargers players out there. Yeah, for past the, and present. Past and present, yes. Um, and during the uh, golfage, uh, they got they interviewed some of the uh, past players. And that the big one was obviously LT. Uh, who talked a little bit about Spiller. I mean, we, we've heard that LT really does like Spiller, and he continues to uh, shower the running back with praise. Uh, before LaDainian Tomlinson uh, teed off at the Chargers Invitational on Monday, he talked about the Chargers selecting Isaiah Spiller in the draft. Here are a few of his quotes. I've been a big fan of Isaiah, obviously being from Texas, went to Texas A&M, and obviously going to high school there. I've kept up with him. I've been a big fan of him for a while. I think Isaiah, with his size and his speed, his athletic ability, I think he can add a different dimension to the offense. Nowadays, guys like Isaiah, you know, you have to have guys like him on your team for the clear fact that no one wants to tackle big backs anymore. I mean, look what Derrick Henry has done for so long. You don't want to tackle those big guys. I think with his speed and power combination, it's going to be interesting to watch how he develops in this offense. Anyone that LT is a big fan of, I'm a big fan of. A hundred percent. Just yes. oh, just like that's just statement of fact. Yeah. For, from here on out, if LT says he likes him, I like him. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I think he could be that real big time first down back guy that we need. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's I don't know like when we draft him in whatever round we drafted him it wasn't was it the fourth is that when he went yeah yeah because we it wasn't like yeah. a, it wasn't like a, oh my god let's go we got our back of the future like I didn't right. have that much hope and expectation but that when you have LT coming out saying stuff like this it's now been ramped up as if he's a second rounder that we picked to be the the future of the running back position so um, yeah I I. I think he's got he's got the whole world to gain sitting in front of him, and it, it, he couldn't have landed in a better spot for that guy. Absolutely, yeah. Looking at uh, just some of his tape and some of his build and just what he can accomplish. I mean, comparing. I mean, LT's comparing him to Derrick Henry, arguably right. the best running back in the league right now. Right. Um, that's got to say something. That's got to say like what what the potential, what the ceiling of this guy is. Um. Obviously, it's going to take a lot of hard work, just like Drew or just like Kyle Van Noy said. You know, you got to put in the work, even if you've got the talent. Um, and, and I'm curious now because I, I haven't heard it this way. Um, you said that he's a first down running back. Do you equate that to the guy that just kind of gets moves, moves it, gives him a little bit of space, gets a little bit going, and then that way you can pass yeah, like, it out on the side or something like that? What's, what's right, the so, mindset? 
third down third down backs are most likely your pass catchers, right? They're kind of smaller scat backs, got to get big yardage. Okay. First and second down backs, those are your most of the time on first down, you're going to run the ball. So those are your big backs that you're handing the ball to, even if the defense knows it's coming. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the idea behind having a true first down, first, second down back is they're big boys. Even if they get the ball, they're going to go make something happen. Whereas your third down back, your change of pace, that's your Austin Eckler's, your catch out of the backfield, dynamic, line them up all over the field, um, can do a, can kind of do everything. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I've not heard it uh, put that way. I always think of like if it, whoever's out there on first down, that's your first string running back, not necessarily right. your big back. Right. Yeah. It's not not always the case. Like, right. Austin Eckler is elite, right? right? I would say he's a better running back, but we'd all agree as well that he doesn't need to take the beating that he's taken over the years. Right. Um, he's, we, he's not, his body is just not built to do He doesn't that. need anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his body's not built to be able to hold up like that. So right. you have to have, and that's not to say that Eckler will never be in there on first down. If you're at the end of the end of the half, you're a two-minute drill and you're just going, 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 you're going to throw the ball a lot. Right. Yeah, yeah, have an Eck in the game. But if it's obvious situations, right, it's first and first and 10 to start the game. Mm-hmm. And then you could do a lot of different things. If you put Spiller in there, and then you you could play action a little bit harder out of it because when they see Spiller in the game, the linebackers might come down a little harder because they know they got to tackle a big boy. Then that play action becomes more effective. So it, it does a lot having that kind of back in the game if he can be effective. Whereas Eck, at the same time, yeah, if he if you play action to him, there's still going to be a reaction. But anytime X in the game, you're kind of thinking there's 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 a higher probability we're going to have a passing down here if he had a traditional tandem back. So. Mm. Uh, I think it adds a lot to what you can do from a play calling perspective and keeping the defense on their toes. If we can have that true, big, strong, he's on the field, you're expecting run, you can keep teams on their toes a little bit more. Awesome. Great. Thank you for breaking it down. I feel this is, I mean, I'm able to ask these questions now that Kevin's not (laughs) here. I can be like, so what does that mean, coach? We've really hit our stride (laughs) in a two-man podcast. (laughs) That's right. Um, All right. Well, uh, sticking with golf, I didn't know about this. I just saw this as it showed up in the outline. Apparently, Nickelodeon is about to present the new Nickelodeon Slime Cup Golf Competition on June 25th. (laughs) I had no idea. I had no idea this was a thing. Uh, Still don't really know what it is. I just see it on the outline. and I know. (laughs) We're we're learning it as we read it. I I love golf, and I love Justin Herbert. Yeah, and I love I love slime. I love Nickelodeon. <laughs> so this sounds this sounds right it's up my alley. Trick. To be honest, love yeah. golf, love Herbert, love slime. Sign me up. Like where Sign do I, I mean, where do I go? Dude, Nickelodeon Nickelodeon did those broadcasts <laughs> of the games. Did you see any of those? Oh yeah, no, they're they're great. They're and so that's much fun really to watch. cool. Yeah, yeah, they do stuff that's really fun. So I would assume there's going to be some fun stuff that that goes on with this and our very our one and only Justin Herbert's going to be playing in it. Absolutely. The the article reads Nickelodeon Slime Cup will feature four teams of 3 that consist of a professional golfer, a celebrity, and a Nickelodeon star. SpongeBob. I'm I'm ready. <laughs> Confirmed participants include top-ranked professional golfers as well as NFL superstars Justin Herbert and Saquon Barkley, actor, host and author Terry Crews. And Nick stars Isaiah Cruz, Kate Godfrey, Jaden Triplett, and Tyler Latis. <laughs> not sure how to pronounce Very that name. I'm sorry. Name, yeah. I'm not familiar what Nickelodeon show he's on. But uh, teams will compete in a two-round tournament with holes inspired 
by fan favorite Nickelodeon shows to reach the unfair way <laughs> on unpredictable <laughs> final round where players battle it out to win the ultimate Nickelodeon Slime Cup, a slime green blazer, and the epic honor of getting slimed. <laughs> this sounds right up our alley I as a podcast. Can't wait. <laughs> This sounds, this sounds like the goofy butthole of golf competition. Oh man, yes, a hundred percent. I can't wait for this. This is. Gonna I'm be like actually really excited to I watch. Need, yeah, like, I, I'm a big golf guy, and I know that Justin plays a lot of golf, but I've never really seen him play around at golf. Right. Yeah, you know, we have to I, take him for his word on it, that he hit a hole in one. <laughs> yeah, this is this is. I'm actually. When is this? June 25th. June 25th. Mark All your right, calendar. Put it on the books. Yeah, that's right. Hopefully, it's live. Hopefully, this isn't like we're gonna record it on the 25th yeah. and show it later. Hopefully this right. is a, a live showing. Um, but mark your calendars, folks. If you want to see Justin Herbert, Slime, and golf, I hope he gets that blazer. That I want to cool, see him get yeah. slimed again, too. Because yeah. I, I I don't know. Something about the way he got slimed when he won the, the player of the week with Nickelodeon. Yeah. I don't remember who it was. It was either Gabe or, or Chase that had the slime. And it was a little... It was a little bit of a miss. It wasn't a total like a dunkage. So you know that if this is a golf tournament, somebody's getting slimed at the end, it's going to be a full on slimage. So yeah, it's going to be good. Can't, can't dodge it. Um, All right, gang. Well, you can't dodge going to our website. (laughs) I'm telling you right now, chargerchat.com. Check it out. Uh, We've got a store over there where you can buy shirts, uh, hoodies and stickers. And, you know, when you buy stuff like that, it really does help us out. We are, we are not good businessmen, so all of our money is coming from <laughs> stuff like this. So whenever you buy something like that, it really does help us out. Um, and we've also got a member section where you can chat it up with other Charger Chatteteers and ask questions and ask both fam. So go check it out, chargerchat.com. All right, gang. Well, as promised, we've got a Craig experience lined up. So let's take it over to the man himself. The Craig experience. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on in, man. Kick your feet up. Oh. Hello there. Make yourself at home. Got some stuff to talk about, right? Moving on. My bad. Oh, but that's a reminder. Uh... Chris Hemsworth, you're probably a Chargers fan. I mean, look at the character you play. Uh, Just makes logical sense. Uh, Let Marvel know that whenever you're ready to pass the mantle or I guess the hammer rather, that your boy's on deck. I'm ready to roll. I'm available. Uh, Be more than happy to be the next door. So just something to keep in mind. Anyway, CC game. The biggest of salutes to the rest of the boat fam. What up with it? She got Craig in Texas. And welcome to another edition of the Craig Experience. So um, I've been thinking. It's the off season. It's not like there's much else to do anyway. About Michael Davis a lot recently. And uh at first. I felt like I had a handle on what his possible future may be. And then I started to kind of like extrapolate thought a little bit further out. And this year I have an explanation for it. next year. I'm not so sure about. So just kind of what I wanted to touch on today, what the outlook 
for a long-term future with the Chargers is for one Mr. Vato Davis. And man, I don't know. So when that Bryce Callahan signing happened, and you guys know, I follow the breadcrumbs. That's my thing. Uh, Brandon Staley had a presser following the signing, actually, maybe like a week or two later. Uh, but I hearken back to that because he said something very specific that I guess at the time, I mean, I paid attention to it, but it didn't really, you know, I guess it didn't really. I had to let it marinate for a little bit. It makes a little bit less sense to me now because he talked about appreciating Bryce Callahan's um, inside outside flexibility and immediately a red flag went up for me. But I guess I didn't put enough thought into it at the time. First of all, I've never seen Bryce Callahan play on the outside. I'm going to have to dig up some uh, film on that. If any of you guys have anything, you can shoot it my way. Otherwise, I'll do the digging on my own. But as far as I know, from you know what I know of him, he's always just been one of the better slot cornerbacks in the NFL in his uh, playing time in the league. And yo, to say that he has outside inside flexibility almost makes it seem like you're lauding him for versatility. And we know, of course, that's a Staley thing, something that he covets, especially in secondary guys. But why would you want him to play on the outside? I mean, maybe in a pinch, if somebody went down and you wouldn't want to have to dig too deep into the roster to replace anyone, then yeah. But could that mean something else? I don't know. Look, this is the way I looked at it. Bryce Callahan signing to me pretty much just indicated that Chargers wouldn't have to kick Asante Samuel Jr. inside into the slot. Instead, you can just plug in one of the dudes who's been one of the best in the business at doing it in that spot. And you can keep Asante on the outside where he was, I mean, before the concussions and everything, thriving and growing and allow him to play the position that he is uh, accustomed to playing as the outside cornerback CB2 opposite uh, Mr. JC Jackson. But then I know the question comes in is like, where does that leave Michael Davis? And you guys have probably heard me allude to this before. Davis now, to me, my estimation becomes more of a matchup piece. Bigger, faster corner can match up with some of the more athletic tight ends in the league. We've seen his work against uh, Travis Kelsey's and Darren Waller's in the past. He's had some success against those guys. And also, he could be a... Uh, guy that you want to line up against some of the bigger receivers as well so from week to week you can kind of uh maneuver your game plan based on what the offense has to offer and whatever you want to shut down you can use michael davis as one of those guys to do it so i wouldn't really too much be worried about him this season also because the Chargers aren't going to play around with uh depth we've seen what that looks like in the years past when their one or two guy goes down and they have to trot in some cats off the street and that is never pretty so i don't imagine anything's gonna happen with michael davis in regards to whether or not he'll be a charger this year i'm pretty certain that he's going to be on the squad this season but going into 23 that's where the real question is uh before we kind of delve into that Take a look at uh, some of Vato's numbers from the last few seasons, uh, particularly the last two. Now, last season, yes, there was an adjustment and a learning curve for many of the guys on defense, and Vato was no exception. 
he struggled a bit and then there was a the whole COVID situation so we want to give him a pass on that but uh he kind of got that contract now keep in mind this is in brandon staley's first year uh, when they signed him last offseason you would say that he earned it but also the charges weren't really in a position to let him walk because uh you were looking at the depth of the secondary they were gonna have to find some miracle workers to uh make up for some of that play that would be lost if you allowed him to walk I think it was always a ripcord attached to that deal because they weren't certain about his development moving forward, but they knew that he played well enough that mm, Steli could possibly bring something extra out of him. Didn't work out so much last year, but the issue that you have now going into 23 is depending on how he fares this year, and I'm just personally gonna be honest with you, said all this to say that i think this might be his last season with the Chargers. if you do go into 23 and i'm looking ahead of course because we have to get through this year you can't really justify paying like a cb4 nine million dollars now I, I know all these titles associated with the depth chart kind of don't really mean much of anything because guys play where they're needed and staley likes his uh, dbs to sort of kind of be positionless so Again, you're probably looking at Vato as more of a defensive piece as opposed to your fourth uh, cornerback on your depth chart because they're going to be moving him around a bit. And some games he may play more than others, so he may get more playing time than your quote-unquote CB3 as the fourth guy on the depth chart. Anywho, that said, he's still not one of your primary guys. And $9 million for a cornerback that plays a significant amount in the NFL is not a ton of money but eh, he's still technically not a full-time guy and as the uh cap tightens up a bit you know every year it goes up the tv deals and everything like that so maybe there's a way to make it work I don't know at this point I'm just kind of rambling but I'm just really confused about that man's future uh we've seen some really good play and improvement out of Otto over a few years mainly in the Gus Bradley system and then we've seen some stuff kind of rear its ugly head again that we thought maybe he got over uh, whether it was tackling or getting his head around in coverage kind of pops up here and there so this is I'm not gonna say a make or break season for him because I think one way or the other it's probably his last as a charger and I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer guys I'm just you know looking at the roster and making some assessments based on need and fit and if he comes out and he balls and he very well could in whatever his role is going to be some questions come up was uh bryce callahan hasn't always been the healthiest of players so whether or not the plan is to have him primarily be a slot which is what i think is going to be the case to kick things off you can't really bank on his long-term projection just because the dude doesn't stay healthy. It's just something for you guys to think about. It was, you know, like me, got a little bit of time on your hands with not a whole lot going on right now. No real football unless you're watching the USFL, which, y'all, I tried. I just, I just can't get through an entire USFL game. I just, I just can't. I'm trying though. I love football, so I'll watch just about anything. It's just, it's rough. <sighs> anyway, that's it for me. Fellas, 
What do you think? What's the future for Vato in your estimation? Do you see him hanging around after this season? Or do you think regardless of what happens this year, it's probably the swan song. Talk to you, boy. But uh, until next time, folks, y'all know what it is. It's Mr. Bogang or Do Not Bang, Mr. T-O-P underscore F-L-Y-T-3 over on Twitter. And yes, yes, you can catch me over at my YouTube channel, The Flight Deck. Charge it to the game. Y'all already know. But uh, again, behave, people. Be good. Stay bolted up and uh, catch y'all on the next one. Okay, love you. Bye. Well, Craig, you've just justified your your argument quite well. Um, you you make some compelling arguments, and uh, and you definitely like those breadcrumbs. I'm going to call you Mr. Crouton going forward. But uh, uh, thank you for taking a look at Mr. Vato. Yes, it's uh, it it is a kind of a question mark as far as to whether or not he continues after this season. Um, it it is it is a pretty big question mark because there's nothing definitive that says. Oh yeah, no, he'll he'll for sure stick around. It could be uh whether or not the contract or the offer that we have for him is enough to satiate him or if his production value takes a you know a rise or a fall. It really is kind of a question mark. There's no like, oh for sure, we'll keep him around. Yeah, I I just don't know why we give Trey Pipkins, everyone's like, oh, he's gonna be great now. He had a year, he's got better this offseason. Why can no other player get better? You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like Mike I mean, Davis. Mike Davis was so good two years ago. And I know it was a different scheme. He had different responsibilities, but he was so good. We we were all begging for him to get that extension mm-hmm. that he got. Absolutely, yeah. Um, I don't see why after a year under good coaching and having a year to figure out this new scheme, why he couldn't again, do even better this year. I, mm-hmm. I I just think that everyone's sleeping on Mike Davis because he's not a big name. He, he never was a big name. He was an undrafted free agent. He wasn't a huge name when he came in. He had to prove himself. He had a good season. And then now we're all like, ah, I don't know, maybe he's old news. He's yesterday. He's We're bringing in all these DBs. What if DBs just get hurt a lot? I mean, I don't know what the, the statistics are throughout the league, but the Chargers, it sure seems to happen a lot. Right, you know, yeah. like you, you just have to have a core of guys that can go out there and play. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that Mike Davis is like washed up, done, gonna move on. In my opinion, I think he's gonna get better this year, or if this is, isn't his scheme, he's gonna go find Gus Bradley and be extremely successful in the scheme that he fits. Right? We talked about this earlier in the episode. Mm-hmm. You don't have all the talent in the world, but you gotta, you're, you have to be, you have to fit, be a piece that fits into that puzzle. Right. Maybe his he is athletic. He's a good football player. Right. Maybe yeah. he just doesn't fit this defense. So um, I think this year is going to be big for him. Yeah, obviously. We have a lot of depth now at corner with JC, Asante, um, Callahan. Like we got a lot of we got a lot of studs out there. So mm-hmm. he's gonna have to grind. I think he's gonna get a lot better this year. And then we'll see from there. I don't know. This year I want a Super Bowl. I don't I 2023 sounds ridiculous even saying that year for some reason. That seems so far away. Right. It, it's like we a Super Bowl right now. Yes. All of these guys can leave next year for all I care. If we win a Super Bowl, <laughs> let's start from scratch. Let's just get the Super Bowl. Blow it up and start over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I I I for the some of the people are saying that like it's a make it or break it year, you know, for for Mr. Davis. And I I understand the argument, you know, because it is like, okay, well, now you are 
there, there are other pieces now in this puzzle because comparatively to last year, I mean, who were our cornerbacks? You had Asante Samuel Jr., who was a rookie, but he had some concussions that took him out for what feels like the better part of the season. I might be wrong. Um, Chris Harris, yep. who was constantly getting yelled at by <laughs> Derwin James for not doing what he should be doing. Yeah. Um, and Tavon Campbell, who has had some moments, but I wouldn't call him a, a elite superstar by any stretch. So, I mean, now that we've added this talent to that roster, to that area of play, I think it's going to make Mike Davis that much better. I think there you yeah. can be subbing guys out. You can you be do a lot more rotations, keep them fresh. I mean, he was supposed to be the best cornerback, and he just might have been out there. He just might have got gassed. Because they were like, we don't have anybody else better to fit in those spots. So um, I think he can do well. I would love to see him come back. Whether, you know, because that's the thing is like, if he does have a good season, might need a lot more money. And there's only so much room in the cap to spend on some yeah. of these players. Right. So it, it might, he might leave just because of business, which I wouldn't hold, I wouldn't hate him for it, but I would still love to see him around. Yeah, I so, think it's a make it or break it year if he is on the Chargers next year. I don't think it's a make it or break it year if Mike Davis is in the NFL. Continues to play, yeah, but that, exactly. That, that's that's what the NFL is. This is a this is a every single year you got to prove it. Kyle Vanoy just two years ago got a gigantic extension with the Miami Dolphins, hmm. and then the, at the end of the year they cut him. Wow! It, it's just every year you have to continue to prove yourself. There is no, there's not the guaranteed money for these other guys like. Yeah, you see that with quarterbacks and some edge rushers. Mm -hmm. But like these other guys aren't getting guaranteed money. Every year they got to go out there and prove themselves to earn the money and earn right. those paychecks and stay on the roster. So to say that, you could say that about anybody on their team, I think outside of uh, maybe Joey Bosa and Justin Herbert mm -hmm. and Keenan Allen. Like outside of those guys, like everyone has to go out. It's a make it or break it season. Right. It's the NFL. There's so many guys that want to be in the NFL and there's so many guys that are good at football that every single season is a make it or break it. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I think I think it's a great, great point. You know, let us know what you think down in the comments. I'd, I'd be curious to see what everybody else yeah. is thinking about Mike Davis. But, Craig, thank you for taking a look at it. Always good to see yeah. you, bud. Um, and I think that's going to do it for this. Episode. Short and sweet. Short and sweet, folks. We, I mean, the fact that we made it this far and had this much to talk about, I think <laughs> yeah. is amazing. So Talking about Nickelodeon golf. Here, right. Oh, gentlemen. yeah. For at least 10 minutes. So. <laughs> Um, that was a good chunk of the show today. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us here at Charger Chat. Uh, don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place, unless you're Kevin Duggan, which hopefully we'll see you <laughs> on the next one. Okay. Love you. Bye. Okay. Love you. Bye. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.